Silence. Introduction. When Arsenius, the Roman educator who exchanged his status and wealth for the solitude of the Egyptian desert, prayed, Lord, lead me into the way of salvation, he heard a voice saying, Be silent. Silence completes and intensifies solitude. This is the conviction shared by the desert fathers. A charming story about Abbot Macarius makes the point quite well. Once the Abbot Macarius, after he had given the benediction to the brethren in the church at Seta, said to them, Brethren, fly. One of the elders answered him, How can we fly further than this, seeing we are here in the desert? Then Macarius placed his finger on his mouth and said, Fly from this. So saying, he entered his cell and shut the door. Silence is the way to make solitude a reality. The Desert Fathers praise silence as the safest way to God. I have often repented of having spoken, Arsenius said, but never of having remained silent. One day Archbishop Theopolis came to the desert to visit Abba Pombo, but Abba Pombo did not speak to him. When the brethren finally said to Pombo, Father, say something to the Archbishop, so that he may be edified, he replied, If he is not edified by my silence, he will not be edified by my speech. Silence is an indispensable discipline in the spiritual life. Ever since James described the tongue as a whole wicked world in itself, and silence as putting a bit into the horse's mouth, James chapter 3, verses 3 and 6, Christians have tried to practice silence as a way to self-control. Clearly, silence is a discipline needed in many different situations, in teaching and learning, in preaching and worship, in visiting and counseling. Silence is a very concrete, practical, and useful discipline in all our ministerial tasks. It can be seen as a portable cell taken with us from the solitary place into the midst of our ministry. Silence is solitude practiced in action. In this reflection, I would like first to show how wordy our world has become. Then I want to describe the great value of silence in this wordy world. Finally, I hope to indicate how silence can be a sign of God's presence in the different forms of ministry. Our Wordy World Over the last few decades we have been inundated by a torrent of words. Wherever we go we are surrounded by words, words softly whispered, loudly proclaimed, or angrily screamed, words spoken, recited, or sung, words on records, in books, on walls, or in the sky, words in many sounds, many colors, or many forms, words to be heard, read, seen, or glanced at, words which flicker off and on, move slowly, dance, jump, or wiggle, words, words, words. They form the floor, the walls, and the ceiling of our existence. It has not always been this way. There was a time not too long ago, without radios and televisions, stop signs, yield signs, merge signs, bumper stickers, and the ever-present announcements indicating price increases or special sales. There was a time without the advertisements which now cover whole cities with words. Recently I was driving through Los Angeles, and suddenly I had the strange sensation of driving through a huge dictionary. Wherever I looked, there were words trying to take my eyes from the road. They said, Use me, take me, buy me, drink me, smell me, touch me, kiss me, sleep with me. In such a world, who can maintain respect for words? All this is to suggest that words, my own included, have lost their creative power. 
their limitless multiplication has made us lose confidence in words, and caused us to think, more often than not, they are just words. Teachers speak to students for six, twelve, eighteen, and sometimes twenty-four years, but the students often emerge from the experience with the feeling they were just words. Preachers preach their sermons week after week and year after year, but their parishioners remain the same, and often think they are just words. Politicians, businessmen, ayatollahs, and popes give speeches and make statements in season and out of season, but those who listen say, they are just words, just another distraction. The result of this is that the main function of the word, which is communication, is no longer realized. The word no longer communicates, no longer fosters communion, no longer creates community, and therefore no longer gives life. The word no longer offers trustworthy ground on which people can meet each other and build society.